Horace and Hiram coming at you not so live. Five Minutes of Faith presented by FirstCenturyFaithToday.com. Hope that you will follow along at news.firstcenturyfaithtoday.com and check us out. Hiram, uh, we did open it out up when we announced this podcast. We opened it up and saw what kind of questions people had that we could maybe address in a five minutes of faith. Uh, we've got Devin who left us a comment at our website who says this may not be a five minute topic, but I'd love to hear your guys discuss how we can wrestle with sin and still be saved. We'd all love we'd all love to sin just occasionally, but in reality, many Christians struggle with lingering sins that can take long amounts of time to overcome. So obviously, I think what Devin's saying there, Devin, appreciate that comment. I think what Devin's saying there is, you know, we'd love for sin to be non-existent in our life, but it seems like no matter how we want it, no matter how bad we want it to be non-existent, it still kind of lingers. So how do we wrestle with, okay, I still fall short from time to time. And at the same time, I'm saved and can know I'm saved. Yeah, that's a great question and one that might not be able to be completely covered in five minutes, but it's worth trying. And the reality is we at some point violate God's law. We become guilty of sin. Our lives are tainted and stained by it. But then when we obey the gospel, we contact the blood of Jesus and Jesus washes away all of our sins. We're justified. We're saved and all of that. But as has already been mentioned by Devin, if we know ourselves, we still struggle with sin. And how do we harmonize all that together? And the Bible helps us in a lot of places to do this. But I don't know of a place that does a better job of it than First John. And so in First John, I'm talking about the whole book, really. John speaks about the Christian and his or her relationship to sin. And at the same time, his or her relationship to Jesus Christ. And what John seems to be laying out is this, that in Christ, we've been forgiven. And in Christ, we walk in the light. And as we walk in the light, the blood continues to cleanse us, even while we occasionally sin in the light, while we may even regularly sin in the light. We don't live a life of impenitent and rebellious sin toward God, but neither, John says in chapter 1, verse 8, and in chapter 1, verse 10, do we live a sinless life of perfection. And I think the struggle for us is we find ourselves reading words into the Bible that aren't there. We want to sometimes believe that 1 John 1, 7 says that if you walk in the light, of perfection, then the blood of Jesus cleanses you from all sin. But in God's mind, walking in the light is not the same thing as sinless perfection. Never was, never has been the intention. And so long as we view that as the standard, I'm not saying Devin does, but we sometimes struggle with that idea. As long as we view that as the standard, we will always wonder how could God save me though I still commit sin. But if we realize God has ceased to demand sinless perfection from us, we ruined that the first time we ever sinned and we'll never get back there. But instead he wants a persistent pursuit of him as we walk in the light are honest about confessing our sins and as we do that there's no condemnation not because we've been well behaved and we performed well enough but because we are clinging to the blood of jesus after all christians are saved because we trusted in jesus and evidence that trust through the way we live our lives and through putting our faith and trust in him God didn't send Jesus down here, lead us all the way to Christ through the baptistry, faith and repentance to say, okay, now you're on your own, take it from here. He knows we have a sin issue, hence why Jesus came across the clouds for us. But that doesn't miraculously change just because we get baptized in water, receive all these spiritual blessings and become serious Bible students. That's not going to change. We're right because we walk in the light. We're justified based on Jesus's performance for us. And we serve a God who will not collect on the same debt twice.
if Jesus really did pay it all and he did, God will not exact the same debt twice on us and cause us to pay for our sins over and over again. If Jesus really did pay it all for us on the cross, we sometimes view Jesus as dying for our sins pre-Christian, but Jesus died on the cross for our sins, period. That's pre and post baptism and conversion. And once we realize that the debt really has been paid and that pushes us to walk in the light and not run in the way of sin. But it also means that while we're in the light, first John one, seven, and we do sin, it does not mar or ruin our relationship with God because we are not living in rebellion toward God. But as frail and fragile, weak human beings, we still fall short, but we don't surrender our salvation every time we do. And so it's difficult. It's hard. But we can still be pleasing to God, even in the midst of that, um, in the midst of that struggle. And we can still know we're saved, though we're not sinless. Great point. I always think about Peter and Jesus's discussion. And Peter says, you know, if my brother sins to me seven times a day and repents, do I forgive him? And Jesus says, if he sins 490 times in a day and repents, you forgive him. So I think, you know, God is certainly at least that merciful. And uh, that that should give us something to think about and, and some assurance. So I uh, appreciate that question, Devin. If you want to submit a question, you can go to our website, leave a comment on one of these podcast episodes. That has been Five Minutes of Faith. <laughs>